Yeah, obviously our younger listeners are not as familiar with that as the thing that is a real Gen X thing. Yeah. There presumably was a law about this, but at the time, you know, there was an idea that children's television needed to be educational, uh-huh. which I think everybody's given up on, <laughs> probably oh, well. as an idea. Yeah. What the hell is this? It's one of those catchy 70s throwbacks that appeal to Generation Xers. But that was, I think that was the idea about it. And they made all of these things, especially the history ones, yeah. they made them in the lead-up to the Bicentennial, which everybody was right, super yeah. crazy about. In 600 B.C., I'm told Father Lehi sailed from a world so old. But the funny thing about it is that how, you know, just the crazy... Um, it's a unrevisionist history that, that was taught or indoctrinated, yeah. you know, in these schoolhouse rock ones. Oh, priesthood power, priesthood power, everybody needs some priesthood power, the utmost trust in God we trust, there's authority there. And so the... Um, you know, like, for example, they, they do this, the, there were a lot of them that are based, because of the Bicentennial, there's a lot of them that are based on the early history, the colonial history of the U.S. Right. of the Revolutionary War. Polly, Polly, gummy, get your next wife here. Polly, Polly, gummy, let's follow our seal. When I was eight, age four plus four, baptism interview, bishop shut the door. Welcome back to Infants on Thrones. I'm Glenn Ostland, and I don't have the coronavirus yet. Knock on wood. Um, I, people thought I was the coronavirus once. I, my high school was Corona del Sol, and I got in trouble. I, I had my microphone privilege suspended when I was in high school. We'll just put it at that, because I was infecting people with my bad ideas. So anyway, during this time of uh, coronavirus panic where everyone is taking precautions. How about some laughter? How about we dip back in? I- I've been enjoying this, like going back and revisiting some old episodes and cobbling them together and creating new compilations. So what I've done today with episode 616, this is Church House Rock, the complete collection. We did four Church House Rock parody songs, one of them a contribution from a listener. They're all fun, they're all interesting, and you're going to hear them right now. So thanks for listening to Infants on Thrones. Smile, enjoy yourself. Life is short. Just enjoy it. Right, Tom? Just enjoy life. Don't don't get all nihilistic, right, Tom? Just enjoy. Enjoy. I was talking with Tom about this recently. Anyway, here you go, guys. Here is episode 616, Church House Rock. Let's go. It's Church House Rocky, a ship off the block from your favorite church house, Church House Rock. This one's for all my fellow Mormons out there in Indiana and those with Indiana at heart. Go Hoosiers. Hey, do you know about the USA? Do you know about the promised land? Let me tell you about the Book of Mormon. Hey, learn about the USA. In 600 B.C., I'm told Father Lehi sailed from a world so old To settle this new promised land, to keep his family free 
The USA was discovered by Jews who came from Jerusalem on a boat, you see. The first of God's most favorite people, till they killed off each other, you see. Because they split up into conservative Nephites and liberal Lamanites and destroyed each other. Very much like the liberals are destroying our country today. And that's not what God wants at all. Honest. So we've got a little something to say about that. We, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, know that this land is reserved for those who live righteously. Keep out the gays and more Mexicans. Promote the wealthiest one percent. Secure the blessings of liberty for just ourselves and our posterity throughout all generations of time and for all eternity. In this placeholder country called America. Sometime before the second coming, I'm told this land will be wiped completely clean from all the yucky wickedness of the world. And that's when we'll finally realize our dream. The USA will be a new Zion headquartered in Jackson County, Missouri. And everyone will be a Mormon then, just like you and just like me. And when everyone else is wiped out, We'll tell ourselves a little something like this. We, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, know that this land is reserved for those who live righteously, righteously. Keep out the gays and more Mexicans. Promote the wealthiest 1%. Secure the blessings of liberty. For just ourselves and our posterity throughout all generations of time and for all eternity. In this temporary placeholder called America. Until then, until we finally take over the world. All the world. Yeah. Like a rock rolling, like a stone rolling from a mountain. Uh, cut out without any hands. It's Church House Rocky, a ship off the block from your favorite Church House, Church House Rock. Yes. So I've invited you here tonight to talk about Schoolhouse Rock or uh, the it's Schoolhouse <laughs> the Rocky. It's ship off, off the, the block. block. It's your favorite Schoolhouse. Schoolhouse, schoolhouse Rock. Rock. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and then the the uh, the church house rock variant that you did the other you know last month, um, because you know that was just the kind of thing when we I just know based on the fact that we're right around the same age, and the fact that you you have the same kind of ear for lyrics that yeah. I do, and so that you know I knew that in the same exact way that I have every single one of those songs memorized right. <laughs> that I knew Glenn would do, yeah. you know, so, and so then we were talking about it as a, as a thing, you know, that maybe obviously our younger listeners are not as familiar with that as the thing that is a real Gen X thing, Yeah, uh, that they even made a wonderful Simpsons parody of it about the, um, the uh, um, gay amendment. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> on the steps of Congress. I'm not garbage. I'm an amendment to be. Yes, an amendment to be. 
And I'm hoping that they'll ratify me. There's a lot of flag burners who have got too much freedom. I want to make it legal for policemen to beat them because there's limits <laughs> to our liberty. Least I hope and pray that there are because those liberal freaks go too far. Why can't we just make a law against flag burning? Because that law would be unconstitutional. But if we change the Constitution... Then we could make all sorts of crazy laws. Now you're catching on. What the hell is this? It's one of those campy 70s throwbacks that appeals to Generation Xers. Yeah, but that, I mean, the, the, the Schoolhouse Rock, I, I don't, I don't really even remember. It, it was, it was like commercial time during right. Saturday morning cartoons, and instead of right. a commercial for Cheerios, there'd be a Schoolhouse Rock thing that was just a really quick snippet, because it was never like a, a 30 minute series where they'd play them all no, back no. to back. It yeah, was just... it was in the middle of the commercials. It would be between, it would be between um, other cartoons. Yeah. And like, like you say, during the commercial time. And I think it was because there presumably was a law about this, but at the time, you know, there was an idea that children's television needed to be educational, uh-huh. which I think everybody's given up on, <laughs> probably oh, well. as an idea. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, I think that was the idea about it. And they made all of these things, especially the history ones, yeah. they made them in the lead up to the bicentennial, which everybody was right. super yeah. crazy about. I mean, yeah. so people don't remember this, but in 1976, when they had the bicentennial, like everybody painted all their houses, you know, like, like flags. And it was, you know, everyone was really excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the funny thing about it is that how, you know, just the crazy, um, let's say, unrevisionist history that, <laughs> that was taught or indoctrinated, yeah. you know, in these Schoolhouse Rock ones. And so the, um, you know, like, for example, they, they do this, the, there were a lot of them that are based, because of the Bicentennial, there's a lot of them that are based on the early history, the colonial history of the U.S. Right. and the Revolutionary War history. And so one of them is, you know, like, the shot heard around the world was the start of the revolution. The British are coming, the British are coming. Now the ride of Paul Revere set the nation on its ear And the shock at Lexington heard round the world When the British fired in the early dawn The war of independence had begun The die was cast and the rebel flag unfurled And like famously, you know, like the shot that heard round the world, you know, in that battle That isn't known whether it was the, you know, mm. the Americans or the British who fired that right. shot but in the song, it goes, and the sh- when the British fired in the early dawn, right. the War of Independence had begun. Right. <laughs> the die was cast, so the rebel flag unfurled. You know, so in other words, <laughs> so we know very, very, very sure that that's the one, you know. Yeah. And likewise, um, the beautiful thing about the colonial one, which was called No More Kings, yeah. you know, is that there's an absolute, like, the, the, the colonists have this absolute social contract with the king. Oh, they were missing mothering. They swore their loyalty until the very end. Anything you say, King, it's okay, King. You know it's kind of scary on your own. Gonna build a new land the way we planned. Could you help us run it till it's grown? Which at the very beginning, it's like, um, you know, gonna build a new land the way we plan would you help us run it till it's grown yeah right <laughs> you know, so right yeah. from the beginning of the yeah. colony yeah. you know there's this very clear social contract you know with the king you know when it's grown it's that's the time it's going to be up yeah. you know <laughs> and then the worst one 
you know, is elbow room. One thing you will discover when you get next to one another is everybody needs some elbow room, elbow room. It's nice when you're kind of cozy, but not when you're tangled nose to nosey. Oh, everybody needs some elbow, needs a little elbow room. That's how it was in the early days of the USA. The people kept coming to settle, though the East was the only place there was to go. The president was Thomas Jefferson. He made a deal with Napoleon. You like to sell a mile or two Or three or a hundred or a thousand And so in 1803 The Louisiana Territory was sold to us Without a fuss And gave us lots of elbow room Oh, elbow room, elbow room got to You know, which is almost uh, It's the Manifest Destiny song, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and even the word elbow room Is almost like the, you know, Hitler's <laughs> breathing room thing, you know, why why the Germany needed Eastern Europe or whatever, right? But anyway, so it's manifest destiny, elbow room, elbow room. And there's even there's even a section of it where where the the line is There were plenty of fights to win land rights, but the West was meant to be. It was a manifest destiny. There were plenty of fights to win land rights and the colonists are essentially, you know, getting attacked by Indians, hmm. you know, and then, but the West was meant to be, it was a manifest destiny. Yeah. So, so the Indian massacres and, you know, the genocide or whatever of the American Indians was completely, it was a manifest destiny. What can we sure. do? Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> so. destined. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we had just talked about that and then you ended up making, um, and then when as soon as as soon as I said that this could be a thing where we could do like a church house rock, right. you would just immediately ran with that, and it and it literally was like fifteen minutes later that you <laughs> yeah. produced that episode. It was fun. It was amazing, you know. Well. And it was just like. <laughs> so. Hey, do you know about the USA? Do you know about the promised land? Let me tell you about the Book of Mormon. Yeah, and so that one was based on the preamble, and I actually right. I, pl- I played it for my daughter tonight because she didn't remember when I had, had had put that together, and she's like, "Oh, that's the preamble," and she knew it. It helped her take tests in high school. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah, yeah. So that that was good for her. But uh, yeah, so so you actually you recorded this. Was it two months ago? I don't. Whenever we, we did right it, but we just decided to sit on it because we'd done so many singing episodes. We thought. Yeah, let's let's give the singing a break for a while, but right. but now it's back. It's time. Yeah. Well, because it, because because what had happened was you'd done this thing and like we talked about it, and then you instantly were able to create something that was incredible, and it's just like that's insane, you know. And so then I spent stayed up and spent the whole night trying to <laughs> trying to do it too, and it took me all night. And know, it's great, fifteen minutes. And so what I had decided to do with elbow room, which like I say is the. Um, is this one about manifest destiny and really exterminating the Indians? I wanted to talk about just the evolution of how you go from Joseph Smith's ideas, where he is a person who is alive and believing in magic, and how how um, that has been maintained in the Restoration. You know, where priesthood, the idea of priesthood, is just often just equated, or people think about the priesthood as being magical, and then simultaneously how that um, has led to 
uh, also authority claims, you know, so that there's some people that have these special keys and other people don't, which is completely inimical to my idea of priesthood. So that yeah. was my, the thinking behind this song. One thing you will discover when you get next to one another is everybody needs some priesthood power, priesthood power. It's nice when you've got authority to move the mountains over plains or seas. Everybody needs some priesthood, needs a little priesthood power. That's how it was in the early days of the Mormon church. Since elders were apostles, everyone was low. Inflation was the only place there was to go. The first elder of the church was Joseph Smith. He quickly tired of sharing power with all the other elders in the church, in the church. And so in 1832 he prayed and he got a revelation true, making him the president, the president of priesthood power. Oh, priesthood power, priesthood power. Everybody needs some priesthood power, the utmost trust. In God we trust, there's authority there. Melchizedek was once a mighty king. He ruled over Salem and everything. He could heal the sick and raise the dead. Raise the dead, he ordained. Apostles Peter, James, and Blood John to pass his mighty holy power on. They showed up and gave Joseph super-duper priesthood power. The way was opened up for unchecked tyranny. There were plenty of foes cut off with woes, but the prophet held the keys. Dispensational authority. The Gentiles, apostates, and Missourians, the anti-Mormons and sectarians, they rebelled against his priesthood powers, priesthood power. The mob martyred Joseph and Hiram both. For vengeance, Mormons took his trick blood oath until they decided in the end to to conform for good. And now the corporate heirs can jet with the, the Gentile elite. But it took conformity to buy into Wall Street. Now Mormons have become respectable, even if Mitt's not quite electable. All the women don't got no priesthood power, priesthood power. But if there should ever come a time when social pressures start to realign, we'll pull back like with the blacks again and again. Oh, priesthood power, priesthood power. Everybody needs us some priesthood power. The utmost crust in God we trust. There's authority there. And you also, you know, because you were a little concerned about putting this out because you don't want it to seem like you're mocking all forms of priesthood power or like the the power that could come right. in ministry at which to me it wasn't it's was just a very straight satire of the the mormon version of it and and then right. almost i'm almost getting away from that a little bit and and kind of the mormon flip-flopping you know, in, in, in recent years around priesthood power with the blacks and possibly ordaining women right. um, is, is in there. But uh, the, the, the church kind of sold out so that they could get in good with Wall Street. That was a great line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. so 
I don't want to be saying, I, I think that the problem with it is that because Joseph Smith was at this time period when he still literally believed in magic, he, I think he was a real believer in magic, um, that it continues to get mixed up, that, but as opposed to having um, priesthood, real priesthood, or real priesthood power being about believing in physical magic, there is, you know, there is real transformational magic of, uh, in terms of, you know, having transcendent things happen in life, which don't involve physical magic. In other words, so that, in other words, there is a, a real, there is actual power that I'm not trying to flippantly. No, it's like uh, the, the mind over matter kind of, like, I, I believe I can lose a hundred pounds and so I'm going to work at it and I'm going to lose a hundred pounds and I've really transformed my life. Things well, that's like that. Yeah, that certainly happens. Yeah, that, that would certainly be an example. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or, yep. or, or somebody who like has never smoked a cigarette in their life, but they decide I'm going to start smoking vapor, and <laughs> they become completely addicted to vapor. Like those kinds of transformative. It's not. It's not that's like right. metaphysical magic. It's more physical. That was physical. Yeah. Yeah. Because because there's obviously a physical addiction in that yeah. case. Right. <laughs> Okay. Cool. So, do you do you have any other uh, thoughts in mind for other future Church House Rock installments? Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking. Where did that one go? Where my? It's to interjection, and so it's. Oh yeah. Patriarchy. Interjections. Hey, that's smart. Ouch, that hurts. Yeah, that's not fair. Giving a guy a shot down there. <laughs> and so it's like the women wanted all. It's like a wanted to. Go in and the men the, the men close the doors. You know something like that yeah. about the ordained women thing. And it was I can't remember how. Patriarchy. Anyway, I had done that one, and then right. there was. And, and then the, the kids are always going, "Ouch! Hey!" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just what? you know you just you just you, uh, whatever you just crossed the line. You know. Interjection. <laughs> Don't you know that? Don't you know that women, that, you know, women have the right to, you know, get to bear the kids? Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever all they're saying, you know. That's good. <laughs> so that one would be funny. And then, um, and then definitely the, you know, Interplanet Janet is the one for the, the whole Kolob and, oh, and yeah. Abraham, you know. Nice. They say our solar system is centered on Kolob. Nice. <laughs> you know, however you want to say it, you know, <laughs> and so go through that whole thing. <laughs> I, I, I want to do something with. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only. It, yeah, but, but instead, do like I'm just the proclamation. You know, like the proclamation oh, on the no. family. <laughs> I'm not sure I can make it work, but I've got that idea yeah. going. And then I, I really uh, like the conjunction. Uh, junction. Uh, what's your function? Yeah. And I wrote Didn't something you come to up you. And you made something about that one. I that was I, really funny. Yeah, there was something with that, but I don't yeah. remember what it is now. But um, and then I was also thinking that the lolly lolly lolly. Um, that that one yeah, is almost like a missionary one, right? Uh, it could be. It's like lolly testimonies here, so, <laughs> or I don't know something like that, or apologetics here. <laughs> I don't know. Bali, bali, bali. I don't know how you do it. Anyway. Oh, it could be. It could be polygamy. Oh, poly, polygamy. Poly, poly, poly. Get your amor, amorous here. Polyamorous here. Okay, so um, listeners, help us out. If you have Church House Rock songs or ideas, put them on the website, and we'll turn them into something remarkably horrid yeah, and fun. Mother, so. daughter, sister, get polygamy here. Yeah. 
<laughs> Anybody? I <laughs> <laughs> could pose it on the Near, spot. Nearly right? 15. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Ready, Pop? Yep. Ready, son? Uh-huh. Let's go. Let's go. One, two. Lolly, 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 get your adverbs in. Lolly, lolly, lolly. Church House Rocky, a ship off the block from your favorite church house, Church House Rock. Polly, Polly, I don't know how you do it. Anyway. Oh, it could be, it could be polygamy. Oh, poly, polygamy. Polly, 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 get poly-gummy. your amor, is here. Polly amor is here. Okay, so um, listeners, help us out. If you have Church House <laughs> Rock songs or ideas, put them on the website, and we'll turn them into something remarkably... Horrid. Yeah. And fun. One special listener took the infants up on this challenge. One special listener created this and instantly put all the infants to shame. Seriously. I'm not obfuscating anything here. Way to go, Mike. Leave it. Ready, Pop? Yep. Ready, son? Uh-huh. Let's go. Let's go. One, two. Polly, Polly, gummy, get your next wife here. Polly, Polly, gummy, let's follow our seal. Polly, Polly, gummy, you can commandeer. Any girl you need, let's go spread our seed the way that God commanded. Polly, Polly, gummy, get your next wife here. Got a lot of lolly, jolly new wives here. Joseph Smith decreed and he has made it absolutely clear. Threatened my life if I didn't follow him. Polygamy restored. But it's okay, can't prove I fucked all of them. God needs us to follow him by banging dozens of girls quite secretly. Which sounds kind of crazy, but it's not just trust us, ladies. Polly, Polly, Gummy, get your next wife here. Mother, sister, daughter, whatever you prefer. Got a lot of wives for you to puppeteer. So be a Polly. Hi, folks, this is Joe Sr. saying we've ever helped meet in the books. So come on down and look. Hello, folks, Joe Jr. again. Suppose your girl's already married. How are you going to marry her, too? That's where the prophet comes in. I can send her old bloke on a mission so you can step in and do your thing. Hi, suppose your wife gathered and your first wife starts to whine and complain. Just use DNC 132 and tell her, God will destroy you. Girls almost 15 are like a total score. Just promise God will bless her family so much more. With eternal life and all she needs to do is marry you and live happily with 30 other wives. If you feel ashamed, well, here's the greatest part. God says we can lie about it, so take heart. No one's gonna know until you're dead and gone. And even then, we'll do our best. Confusing posterity by claiming that clarity comes from totally avoiding the subject. Polly, Polly, got me, get all your wives here. Quickly, 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 get those wifeies here. Slowly, surely, really get a new wife here. You're gonna need them to obey God's all new and everlasting covenant folly. If it's got a vagina, we'll match her with a poly. Bring along any questions and any doubts you have too. We'll answer them with our nifty little prepackaged rationalizations. 
get your answers here. Lots of good tricks for Polly, so come on now. Polly, Polly Gummy. If you don't want to, you don't even have to tell your first name. Polly, Polly Gummy. Put conditions on salvation. Polly, Polly Jimmy. Compare and contrast women. Polly, Polly Henry. Enrich your life with multiple lives. Polly, Polly Henry. Besides, they're absolutely free. Polly, Polly Gummy. Fuck ten virgins. Now committing adultery. Church House Rocky, a ship off the block, from your favorite Church House, Church House Rock. Hello, infant listeners. This is Randy, your favorite talking out of his ass, atheist blowhard with a heart. This edition of Church House Rock is one that is close to my heart, or some other vital organ that involves muscle tissue and blood. Now, I'm a Gen Xer, and I have many memories of eating my Honey Nut Cheerios while watching Saturday morning cartoons when one of the schoolhouse rock clips came on instead of, I don't know, a light bright commercial. You can make lots of pretty pictures with light bright from Hasbro. But I know many of our listeners are either too young or too old to have had this uniquely late 70s to early 80s American childhood experience. The song we will parody here is called Figure Eight, a hauntingly sweet little ditty about dreams and arithmetic. Here's a clip. Figure eight is double four. Figure four is half of eight. If you skate, you would be great. If you could make a figure eight, that's a circle that turns round upon itself. One times eight is eight. Now, first and foremost, the credit for this idea has to go to an online commenter on our website known simply as Dave. Sorry, Dave, if that is your real name. You didn't give your full name for full credit, but maybe that's for a good reason. I don't know. Anyway, if anyone wants to read the original script written by Dave, go to the comments section of our website for the mini-sode Church House Rock Priesthood Power. We took that idea and reworked it just a little bit. I hope you enjoyed little Randy trying to understand what is the appropriate way to manage his sacred temple. When I was eight, age four plus four, baptism interview, bishop shut the door. (coughs) Son... If you skate upon thin ice, then you'll hurt Jesus, and that's not nice. What I'm saying is, after you're baptized, don't ever touch yourself. I look straight down to the floor. You mean I can't do that no more? But, my dear boy, you're only eight. So, let's make this clear, Uh, don't obfuscate. Just how many times have you touched yourself before? One times eight is eight, two times eight is sixteen, three times eight is twenty-four, four times eight is thirty-two, and five times eight is forty, you know. Uh, hang on, so you've done this about forty times? Six times eight is forty-eight. 
Seven times eight is fifty-six. Eight times eight is sixty-four. Nine times eight is seventy-two. And ten times eight is eighty. That's true. Oh wait a minute! I, I was talking about when you eventually hit puberty, little Randy. Eleven times eight is eighty-eight. Twelve times eight is ninety-six. I just love to get off all these cool new tricks, 'cause twelve times eight is the same as ten times eight plus two times eight. Eighty plus sixteen is ninety-six. I just hope you haven't done this with anyone else or with your pets. You haven't, have you? One times eight is eight. Two times eight is sixteen. Three times eight is twenty-four. Four times eight is thirty-two. Five times eight is forty. You know. Oh, little Randy. You know we've got some definite work to do. Oh, Bishop dear, what does this mean? When I get dunked, will I still be clean? I didn't know that this was bad. It just felt great. It felt so rad. How could something that doesn't hurt anyone at all and feels so good hurt Jesus and be so bad? I've often wondered that very thing myself. Oops! I did it again. Hey, Bishop, maybe this is what makes those heavenly gates so pearly. Uh, that's enough. Hi, this is Hannah from Brisbane, Australia, and I've been off my mission for 16 months now. That's about 10 transfers, and officially resigned from the church for five months. That's almost four transfers. So I've been out long enough to start training other Exmos if I'm lucky. Exmo handbook lesson number one: There is nothing better than a cold pear cider at the end of a long day. Pear cider also goes perfectly with an episode of Infants on Thrones. Don't forget your buddy for cough study. You can pray and ponder about this episode, then comment on it at infantsonthrones.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the corn a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I will, as soon as I'm done with this cider. Anybody for the closing prayer? Thank you for listening to Infants on Thrones. Infants on Thrones.